Hi, this is Everett Crockett, and welcome to TRS, Your Retirement in Focus. Today, I am joined by Dr. L.C. Buster Evans, the Executive Director of TRS. Hello, Dr. Evans, and thank you for taking some time to stop by the show today. Good afternoon, Everett. It is a delight to be with you. I'm so proud of you guys for taking the initiative and in venturing into a new uh, mode of communication. Uh, these are challenging times right now for our people. And so one of the commitments that we have at the Teachers Retirement System of Georgia is figuring out how we can continue to communicate with our membership all across the state who are going through some challenging times. Mm -hmm. So our, our hats off to you as well as our communications division who have put together this first ever Teachers Retirement System of Georgia podcast. Excellent. True indeed. Thank you so very much. Well, before we talk about your journey to executive director, how are you and your family and friends doing in the midst of this global pandemic of COVID-19? Everett, thank you for the question. My, myself and my family are doing well. We are hopefully doing all of the, the right things that we need to do. We are taking very seriously as we should physical distancing, practicing great hygiene, being proactive, minimizing our exposure and going out. And uh, so far, so good. And uh, mm -hmm. I hope the same thing for you, that you and your family are doing as well, uh, too. Yes, we are. And thank you so much for asking. There was uh, just a close call down home with my dad. About two blocks from his house, there was someone who did succumb to the, to the virus, unfortunately, at a senior home there. But aside from that, all of me and mine are doing well. And I appreciate you asking about them. Great. Thank you. I know, I know for a lot of us, there are loved ones that we can't spend time with. Uh, for my wife and I, one of the biggest challenges, challenges right now is we've not been able to spend quality time with our grandkids mm -hmm. like we like to do every week or so. But uh, we're using a lot of new tools for communication purposes yeah. and getting to see their smiling faces and look forward to once we survive this and on the other side of it, spending a lot of great time and savoring every moment to spend with those that we love. I concur. Same with me and our grandkids as well. So, Dr. Evans, tell us a little bit about your journey to executive director of TRS. What were you doing before and did it prepare you for what you're doing today? Everett, I'd, I'd like to say I think it certainly did. I was very fortunate in my educational career. The last uh, 17, 18 years, I served as a local school system superintendent uh, for 11 years in Bleckley County, a smaller district in central Georgia. Uh, it was during that time that I was superintendent of Bleckley County Schools that I was uh, had the opportunity to begin serving as a trustee for mm -hmm. the teacher's retirement system of Georgia. Then in 2007, I had the opportunity to go to Forsyth County Schools to be superintendent there where I finished up my career. And both of those were great circumstances and great situations um, where we had to work together with, uh, with people, uh, with budgets into the, the millions, in some cases, hundreds of millions of dollars, and uh, mm -hmm. working with large numbers of educators. So uh, I think that leadership experience was good. Uh, I did serve for about eight years. Uh, on the Teachers Retirement System Board of Trustees, which gave me mm -hmm. a lot of exposure to the retirement system and, um, and really just grew my love for the retirement system and what we do in serving our membership there. So along the way, uh, there are challenges that we have as we are leaders and certainly going through some of those kind of things 
I think have prepared us to go through both the good times as well as the challenging times. And one of the things I particularly like about my role now with the teacher's retirement system is that, uh, you know, I've got educational colleagues from all across the state of Georgia who I've spent uh, over 30 something years with in some cases. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's a joy to see them be happy retirees, but it's Mm -hmm. also a joy to be able to be there when uh, we have those new people coming in to to retire and get counseling and, and enter into the joy of being a happy retired educator in the state of Georgia. I can imagine so. Thank you so much. Well, I know quite often as we kind of move toward the financial stability of TRS, I know quite often when we see each other in the building, either in passing or in meetings, rarely do I miss a chance to ask your thoughts about some of the latest articles that sometimes appear in Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Well, last week, there was another such article that centered around how the global virus has impacted TRS's fund. Would you mind talking about how we've been affected and the economic future of TRS? Yeah, Everett. Uh, and, and, you know, when we have this conversation, first and foremost, what I think about, I think about our staff and I think about our membership. And, and we want all of our people to be healthy. We want them to be well. And so mm-hmm. their, their physical health is so important to us, but also we realize that a part of all of our lives is our financial health. We may have ups and downs in the stock market. We may see years uh, where we do especially well, like we've we've seen over the last several years. And we Mm -hmm. may see times that we have drops in the stock market, and that's going to happen. As a matter of fact, I I think it's uh, teacher's retirement system was started in 1943, really became operational in 1945. Since that time, I believe there's been something like 11 recessions that have taken place. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have survived um, World War II. We've survived uh, the Vietnam era. We've survived times of uh, significant inflation. And Mm -hmm. we've survived things such as uh, in 1987, a, a big crash in the stock market. We remember the dot-com bust in the early 2000s. And uh, like so many people, I remember where I was on 9-11, uh, yeah, 2001. Sure. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then I remember the, the economic downturn of 2008 and 2009. Mm-hmm. And throughout all of this time, our members have never been able to receive benefits or never not been able to receive a benefit right. check. They receive that monthly benefit Uh, The fund has gone up and the fund has gone down. It's it's, it's just like our own individual retirement accounts. It's a lot more fun when we Mm -hmm. see it go up uh, than than when it goes down. But, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I've got while while we're in uncharted territories with this COVID-19 and and I guess we can say this, the the end of the story really hasn't been told. But as we look globally. We see that there are countries that are coming out of this. We believe Mm -hmm. that we're there with great leadership uh, nationally and especially in our state of Georgia, providing leadership that we're going to come out of this and we're going to come out of this stronger than we went into it. I know I I know that as an agency, we are doing some things uh, to to respond to this. And we'll probably get into this in a minute, but our folks have responded very, very positively. And it shows mm-hmm. the kind of people that, that we as strong, hardworking Georgians are. 
Uh, yeah, we, we've dropped some in, in our asset base, but we continue to do all the things to, to serve our retirees from issuing the benefit payments to process retirement applications so that our members never see a drop in any way whatsoever in the level of commitment that they have as a part of the teacher's retirement system of Georgia. Well said. I agree as well. So um, our one thing for sure we can say is that our fund is secure and we're seeing that every day. And like you said, we weathered many storms in the past and I think we'll weather this one just the same. Well, well, one other thing to mention here is relative to our current assets since the financial downturn has occurred. Can you speak about what the assets are, if possible? Oh, sure. We'll be glad to. Started in teacher's retirement system. In 2016, and our asset base was $65 billion. Mm -hmm. During the three and a half, almost four years that I've been at TRS, our asset base had grown up to almost $83 billion. During that same period of time, we had paid out about 14 to $15 billion worth of benefits. So mm -hmm. we had had a phenomenal three and a half, four year run. Um, today, as I sit here and look at the, our assets, we're about at roughly $72 billion. Uh, mm -hmm. So we have, we have been hit by about 10% uh, of our asset base, but uh, we are optimistic that we will see that return. Uh, mm -hmm. At the end of this, it may take, a few months it may take more months than that but um you know as of today we're still better off than we were three and a half years ago uh by several billion dollars uh that when i first went to teachers retirement system uh again we don't know what the next few weeks are going to bring but i True. but i think with you you look realistically at the asset uh allocation of our fund we're poised to be able to continue to provide benefits many, many years and to weather this storm like we have weathered storms in the past. Yeah, and that's excellent news and I'm sure our members would be real glad to hear that. Well, have there been any new safeguards implemented to protect the fund? Everett, the great wisdom of the, the authors of the Teachers Retirement System Fund across the, uh, over the years, uh, basically put together an, an asset allocation where they had a certain amount of our funds were in stocks or equities. And the, mm -hmm. the second part of that asset base was going to be in, in fixed accounts or, or bonds and uh, mm -hmm. in treasury bills and those types of things. Um, we have not had any changes in that long-standing model. That model okay. has served us well because actually in times like this, when we see the equity market drop, we generally see greater stability in our fixed accounts. And that is exactly what has happened during this mm -hmm. recent downturn. Uh, fixed asset base has actually held itself and grown during this period of time. So we think that's a, a, a well-proven model. It's uh, it served for, again, over 75 years, the life of our mm -hmm. fund. And um, we have not changed that strategy because it has worked year in and year out a number of years. And um, we, we think it's the right place to be, especially during right. these times of challenging, um, challenging economic news and volatility in the markets. 
I agree. That's sound investment strategy for sure. And so um, as it continues to ensure that our members get the best rate of return, I'm sure they'll be happy to see that trend continue. So switching gears just a bit, let's talk about legislative updates. What can you tell our listeners regarding the latest news on proposed legislation, House Bill 109? Well, Everett, as you know, I love talking about the legislative process. Yes, and, I you know, know. <laughs> and you know, we were in a in the end of a very exciting legislative session uh, when it was suspended. And, um, and there are several pieces of retirement legislation that I'll speak to that are out there. One okay. of the ones of most interest, obviously, was House Bill 109, which would have changed some of the, the plan's design. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of the, the retirement as well as active educator groups didn't like the idea of changing some of this design. And so the authors of House Bill 109 continue to make changes. Long story short, it, it looks like House Bill 109 may very well be, uh, be history for the legislative session. Okay. Uh, not only was it not, not only was it not getting any traction anywhere on the House side, uh, as far as being able to get approved um, with the or the, the interruption in the session, I realistically think that uh, it's going to be uh, the, the legislature, when they come back, they're going to have one big job to do, mm -hmm. and that is to resolve and pass the fiscal year 2021 budget. Yes. And uh, given what we've been through the last several weeks and we'll be what we'll be going through for the next several weeks, uh, the chances of them spending time with a lot of retirement legislation, a lot of peripheral issues, just my initial thoughts, probably going to be minimal. Okay. That being said, there are a couple of other pieces of retirement legislation that I will briefly mention. Okay. Uh one of them was House Bill 336, which is a return to work piece of legislation. As you know, uh, over about 10% of our retirees do come back to work and continue to, to work in the classrooms and do various jobs mm -hmm. uh, for their employers. House Bill 336 is a bill that would allow retirees to come back and work in high needs teaching areas as a classroom teacher mm -hmm. uh, and draw their full retirement benefit and draw full salary. Um, that bill had passed in, in the House and was headed over to the Senate uh, when the session uh, was interrupted. Whether or not we'll see that bill come back, just don't know it yet. But uh, the concept of that bill is out there, and um, we certainly can support it because it allows for uh, that TRS employer and employee contribution continue to be made. And, and we do not disagree that it is probably good educational policy where school systems or our employers have shortages. Um, one other piece of legislation that our members may find of interest is going is, is to be House Bill uh, 294. Mm -hmm. House Bill, excuse me, Senate Bill 294. Senate Bill okay. 294 would allow for uh, our, some of our, uh, to 5% of our investment portfolio to be invested in what's called a alternative investment class. Mm -hmm. uh, we do not have any in, of our investments in what's called the alternative investment class. Our sister retirement system, ERS, does. Okay. Over the six or seven years that they had a small amount of their funds there, they've actually done better than the general market. 
So anytime that we can perhaps increase the returns that we have on our investments, uh, it just benefits us. It would not require us to do that, but it would just be a tool that we could um, uh, conceivably use to continue to have good returns, to pay our benefits, uh, to afford the cost of living adjustments, and having our retirees have one of the best retirement systems in the country. Understood, and I appreciate that. You also mentioned already that our members don't really like to see a lot of change in their plans, but here's a question. Do you think in the next few years that we might go from a defined benefit plan to a 401k or a hybrid type of a plan? Everett, you know, if you look nationally, you have seen some pension reform taking place. Almost every state continues to have a defined benefit plan. Some have gone toward hybrids. Uh, You don't see very many of them just completely do away with the defined benefit plan. I'm going to leave that question up to the policymakers. They make that policy decision. Our job is to administer whatever retirement plan they think is the best educational policy in the state of Georgia. Uh, We've enjoyed the defined benefit plan for 75 years. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there ways it could be improved? You know, perhaps... Uh, generally speaking, our active and retired members have really appreciated the status quo. And um, uh, but yet, you know, if there are changes made, we will be there to ensure that we do whatever we can do to uh, help our retirees have a good, secure retirement once they have completed their careers. OK, very well. Well, circling back to the coronavirus regarding operational updates for TRS, how has the virus changed how TRS operates? Wow, Everett, you know, this is one of those things that happens so quickly. Uh, I have to commend all of our leadership at the retirement system because we have done what I refer to as flipped the workplace. Now, I remember the, the, let the, the recession of 2008-2009, and uh, we realized that we had to begin to do some things differently as we taught kids and and we did what was called flipping the classroom. Mm-hmm. And by that is, you, you means you, you're basically changing a lot of your delivery model. We went from a organization that had uh, less than probably about 10% of our personnel who had the capacity to work from home to mm-hmm. here we are three weeks into this, that we've got over 75% of our people wow. working from home. Our people said, you know what, I'm willing to do this. So we literally, within a within a week's time, began doing things that up until that point in time, frankly, we said we couldn't do them. But being wow. being forced to say, all right, this is not this is not a choice that we that we can't do it. We've got to find a way. And our team stepped up. Mm-hmm. They did that. Our personnel said, you know what, I had never done this since that period of time and um you know we're actually believing that we're finding areas that we're performing in this environment rather yeah. than people having to come <laughs> and and drive in traffic and spend all day long so i say all that to say all seven of our operating divisions are functioning now with 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 75 percent of their personnel some of our divisions are 100 percent teleworking um Mm-hmm. We we are changing the way that we're communicating just, just as we are doing this podcast. Currently, we are not doing face-to-face counseling sessions, but we are using 
uh, telephone conferencing. We are using video-based mm-hmm. conferencing. We have used uh, WebEx communication. Per, uh, communication. Mm-hmm. We have used Zoom video-based communications for doing training. Um, literally, we've tried, and, and how many of these we continue to utilize, I don't know, but we've just tried to begin to find every potential way that we could to continue to meet the needs. Uh, some of our people uh, are continuing to work in the office, but we are not open mm-hmm. to the public. Uh, but there okay. are a few of our functions, such as handling the mail, or maybe mm-hmm. ensuring that something is working from a technology standpoint that somebody has to go in and physically deal with. But in, mm-hmm. in doing so, these people are working in a much less congested of an environment. They are mm-hmm. working uh, more of their hours at home than they are at work. And then there are some of our personnel who are able to work 100% of their time at home. Uh, the, the thing that's just heartwarming to me is that we've done what we needed to do in a time of crisis. And, mm-hmm. and we're continuing to meet the needs of our, of our membership, uh, which is over 400 people now, Everett. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And and in spite of all of that and all the changes made operationally, there are no delays with retires to retirement benefits. And that's a great plus <laughs> in the midst of all of that. You know what? As we record this, this uh, recording today, we're about to do something today that has never been done. And that is the payroll for our 133,000 beneficiaries is being run remotely. Uh, wow. <laughs> our, our, our person who that was critical for us because yeah, we yeah. needed we knew that there were there were over a hundred thousand members were expecting a benefit check to show up in their bank on the morning of April the first. That mm-hmm. uh, I guess what I can say the the check is in the mail. The the keys the have been punched, <laughs> and uh, in the morning I am excited that our our retirees will wake up. And they will see that they've they've never missed a beat in terms of that. Same thing is true with our retirement applications. We are continuing to process all of our retirement applications. Uh, We do not, while there may be some glitches along the way to this point, Mm -hmm. every, every functional area that we have in the retirement system continues to work the way that it was working six weeks ago when everybody was working in the normal in at the two Northside 75 address uh, mm-hmm. area where they worked. That is awesome news. That's great news. Well, as we begin to start to wrap things up, I know that the most recent Board of Trustees meeting was held in a different kind of way, if you will. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, Everett, like a lot of other, not just state agencies, but county agencies and city agencies, Uh, We are required by law to hold a certain number of meetings per year. It's Mm -hmm. it's important because there are certain things that have to be done by action of a board. We have for 75 years have held at least six meetings a year. They're all held there at our teacher's retirement system offices boardroom. We held this particular meeting uh, via teleconference with people staying in their homes, not coming mm-hmm. together. 
And um, I was so proud of our team, uh, our executive assistant, our technology folks, everybody, uh, all of our division directors. It went off without a hiccup. And uh, I couldn't be wow. any more pleased. Now, while we would like to get to some other types of video-based uh, board functions, we're working on that now. We knew that for us, step one was we knew that we needed to meet the legal obligation as well as the operational requirement that we we hold that board meeting. It was it was done, and it was done successfully. And while that may not be the preferred way for us to meet over the long run, mm -hmm. it worked, and it worked successfully. And uh, again, to for our team to be able to pull off the these changes in such short notice just shows what great people that we have yes. working and yes. providing leadership throughout the teachers retirement system of Georgia. I concur with that assessment. Well, a couple of more things before we let you get out the door on this. Can you share maybe a little bit about what's next with TRS and if there's anything you would like to share with our listeners as we bring this edition of the show to a close? Well, we certainly want to continue to remember in our in our minds and our hearts and our prayers, our entire state, the leadership of our state, and specifically for this, all of our membership, whether they're working or not. Everybody's going through difficult and mm -hmm. challenges, challenging times. Um, you know, while our offices are not open in Atlanta, uh, other than few limited personnel, most all of our TRS team continues to function remotely to service our members. And uh, we think we're going to be successful to do that. We want to uh, okay. ensure that we do everything that we can do to communicate during these challenging times, even even more aggressively so that we, even if we can't meet face-to-face, -face, that we can communicate in various ways to our membership. And, um, and we want to encourage all of our membership to utilize the different tools that we're trying to leverage, whether it's going to our website, and looking at what information mm -hmm. is there and logging into their account and, and conducting business that way. Or whether it's continuing to do what they have done in, for, for many, many years, call our wonderful um, customer service support people who, who man our yes, call yes. center. Or if they need counseling for retirement and or for, or for help with, as an employer, know that we're going to be there. We do not expect any delays we do not expect any any of the things that we do not to function. And um, we look forward to whether it's a month down the road, two months down the road, we're going to get through this. We're going to be stronger. Yes, we are. And um, we're going to be able to celebrate. And um, the, the biggest thing that we continue to hope is that our staff and our membership remain safe, healthy, and we make good decisions so that we'll be able to enjoy these retirement benefits that we've all learned for many, many years into the future. I definitely look forward to that as well. Well, Dr. Evans, it's really been a pleasure having you as our guest today. I'm sure that our listeners share my sentiment in that regard. You're always welcome to stop by the show to share what's going on with TRS or just to share words of encouragement to our audience. Thank you so much for your time. And we'd like to thank our audience also for listening in to another episode of TRS, Your Retirement in Focus. Thank you for joining and be sure to join us next week. You see, TRS doesn't only help teachers, 
we also help to boost our local economy. Every dollar paid in state and local pension benefits goes on to generate an even greater total output. Say our retiree receives a pension payment, then uses it toward the purchase of a home. From contractors and builders to mortgage brokers and real estate agents, everyone involved is put to work, earning and spending money in our local economy. That in turn means even more business, more hiring, more jobs, all right here in Georgia. And remember, the majority of funds in our members' accounts comes from investment income. But unlike 401k and 403b plans, pensions aren't tied to the stock market. Whether stocks go up or down, TRS benefits stay the same from month to month for stability retirees can count on. Our teachers' careers start with a promise. With the Teachers Retirement System of Georgia, their retirement does too. Because the way we see it, a pension is a promise our members can rely on and retire on. Visit TRSGA.com and learn more today.